I'm gonna trade my earthly home for a better one, bright and fair. Christ left to prepare a mansion for his children in the air. I'll join him in that land where tears, no sorrow can be found. And I'll receive my mansion, mansion, robe and crown. The weather there is always fair, there is sunshine day and night. No cold and no rain will fall there, for the sun shines ever bright. I'll need no heavy garments, I'll just wrap my robe around. When I receive my mansion, mansion, robe and Good afternoon. It is afternoon. It's Monday, March 5th, 2018. Hope you had a great weekend. Welcome to a new week as we continue in our study through God's Word in 2018. And this week, as you can see right there, our reading is Mark chapters 13 through 16. Uh, and we'll start Luke in Luke chapter 1. So we'll be going through that this week. Today we're going to start in Mark chapter 13. And that's uh, where Jesus starts talking about signs uh, of the end. The end of times, the end of um, the end of the temple, uh, the end of Jerusalem. You know the destruction that would come uh, upon them and would ultimately be fulfilled in, in AD seventy, um, and uh, some other things that we'll look at here today. Um, as with every video, if you have the opportunity and you feel encouraged to do so, and there's something in this study that uh, that you desire to share with others, I encourage you to share the video. Uh, just click that share button on Facebook and uh, share it with your friends and family here on Facebook. And of course, you can always leave a comment below, say hi, uh, you know, ask questions, whatever you need to do uh, to engage with the video. We hope uh, we hope you can do that because that does help the video get out in front of more people, uh, and so more people get to see the truth. Um, all right, with that, let's go ahead and get into Mark chapter 13. So today we're going to be looking at this. We're going to kind of read through big chunks of this and then talk about it because there's really two different sections of Mark 13. Uh, one talking about the, the destruction of Jerusalem uh, and the other half talking about the, the end of times, uh, the end of the world. Um, so verse 1, and, he came out, and as he came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? There will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And as he sat on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will all these things be, and what will be the sign when all these things are about to be accomplished? And Jesus began to say to them, See that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and they will lead many astray. And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, but there will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. These are but the beginning of the birth pains. But be on your guard, for they will deliver you over to councils, and you will be beaten in synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them. And the gospel must first be proclaimed to all nations. And they, when they bring you to trial and deliver you over, do not be anxious beforehand what you are to say, but say whatever is given to you in that hour, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. And brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. But when you see the abomination of desolation standing where he ought not to be, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. 
Let the one who is on the housetop not go down, nor enter his house to take anything out. And let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. And alas, for women who are pregnant, and for those who are nursing infants in those days, pray that it may not happen in winter. For in those days there will be such tribulation as has not been from the beginning of the creation that God created until now, and never will be. And if the Lord had not cut short the days, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect whom he chose, he shortened the days. And then if any one says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform signs and wonders to lead astray, if possible, the elect. But be on guard. I have told you all things beforehand. All right, we'll stop there. So this first section is talking about, as I mentioned before, the destruction of Jerusalem. Uh, and we can go back to the very beginning when Jesus talks to uh, his disciples and says that not one stone will be, uh, or not one, every stone uh, of the temple and all those buildings will be thrown down, meaning they're going to be destroyed. These buildings are going to be knocked down and destroyed. Um, and so the disciples, Peter, James, and John, and Andrew, they wanted to know when this was going to happen and what those signs were going to be. And Jesus told them. Uh, they, he told them all these things here that we just read uh, about some of the signs, some things that were going to happen that were not necessarily signs, but a beginning of the end, the beginning of the birth pains is what he says. Um, but the ultimate sign, the sign that it's about to happen is when he says, in verse 14, when you see the abomination of desolation standing where he not or ought not to be, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Okay? So this is a reference back, Daniel chapter 9, um, verse, uh, I think, 26 and 27. He says, Desolations are decreed, and he shall make strong, a strong covenant for with many for one week, and for half of the week he shall put an end to the sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abominations shall come one who makes desolate until the decreed end is poured out on the desolator. Um, we also have references to this desolation in Daniel chapter 11, verse 31. And this is this is a really good reference to this, this abomination of desolation. Um, forces from him the abomination, shall appear and profane the temple and fortress and shall take away the regular burnt offering and they shall set up the abomination that makes desolate. Right? Daniel chapter 12 verse 11 um, talks about this. This is the very end of Daniel and says, From that time that the regular burnt offering is taken away and the, the abomination that makes desolate is set up, there shall be uh, 1,290 days. So Daniel's prophecies... Um, are still to come. They have not yet happened. Um, and Jesus is still, again, warning and kind of pointing everybody back to that. Uh, the key thing, I think, from Daniel's uh, prophecy in, in chapter 12 is um, that the this um, person, uh, the abomination of desolation, standing where he ought not to be, uh, is referring to a person coming into the temple and doing something that is an abomination to God and about an abomination to His law, um, and that would come to pass in pass in AD seventy uh, when um, I believe it was um, I believe it was a Roman general um, who came in and sacrificed a pig uh, and cut open a pig and spread the blood of the pig all over the temple. Of course, when you, if you read the law of Moses, you know that pigs are unclean animals, and that blood uh, is would be 
an abomination to the Jews, and of course, you know, destroying the temple, an abomination to God. And so, uh, Jesus says, you know the scriptures, you know the signs, but when you see the abomination of desolation standing where he ought not to be, flee to the mountains. Who is to flee to the mountains? Christians. Those who are in Judea, flee to the, flee to the mountains. Um, uh, or anybody, but mainly Christians. Those who are following Christ, those who are disciples of Christ, get out and flee. Um, and he says before that, he says, you know what? Things, bad things are going to happen to you as well. You're going to be delivered over to councils. You're going to be beaten. You're going to stand before governors and kings for my sake and bear witness. Don't be anxious. They're going to bring you over. To, they're going to bring you to trial and deliver you over and kill you. Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. This is the persecutions that the Christians were going through and would be going through, and some of those things that we see and. Uh, after the gospel accounts, as we get into the to the letters, but ultimately Jesus says that um, this time is going to be a period of days, right? So for in those days there will be such tribulation. The, I highlighted that there because there's a difference, and this is why we know that there are two different things that are being talked about here. The first of which is a period of time in which great tribulation is going to occur. It's not going to be. Uh, uh, you know, one day of sudden chaos that all this is going to happen, there's going to be a build-up to it. Um, and uh, the um, down here in verse 28, he talks about the fig tree uh, and the signs and the way you know that the, that the time is coming. Uh, so let's get to that. Verse 24. Now again, Mark's kind of sandwiching things in here. In verse 24, he talks about the coming of the Son of Man. He says, in those days, after the, that tribulation, so in the days that come after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken and then they will see the Son of Man coming in, in the clouds with great power and glory and then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Okay, so after that tribulation, the Son of Man is going to return and things are going to happen. Right, uh, verse twenty-eight. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as it, its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. All right, Jesus is telling Peter, John, Andrew, James, and John, saying, look, all of these things that we're talking about here, about the destruction of the temple, this generation will not pass away until it happens. It's going to happen soon, and it's going to happen. Um, he says, uh, you, know, you know, some people look at these verses here and say um, that Jesus is talking about the end of times. He's saying, you know, the end of the world, the, the, the judgment day, the, the return of the Son of Man, that is going to happen before this generation comes to an end. And that uh, heaven and earth will pass away. And they, I think it's called the AD 70 eschatology, in which the, the world ended in AD 70, which I can't wrap my head around because we're still here in heaven and earth. Earth is still here. Earth has not passed away. It is, it is still here. Um, but yet, uh, if we look back and, and, and look at the warnings that Jesus gives to his disciples about the persecutions that they were going to face, um, heaven and earth would pass away, you know, they would die. 
that's that was going to be part of it. You know, many of his disciples, um, all but one, uh, were killed as martyrs, um, and I guess you could kind of count John as, as that as well. Um, tradition holds that John died at an old age, but he still died. Um, you know, standing for the cause of Christ, but uh, others were actually killed and put to death because of their faith in Christ. Um, and so for those, you know, those those things were going to happen. And for some of them, they didn't even live long enough to see some of these things happen. But the generation um, that Jesus is talking about is that age. You know, the, the temple was destroyed in AD 70. Um, burnt offerings ceased, uh, just as Daniel suggested they would, or uh, prophesied that they would. Um, and so that time is done. Okay, that time is over and done. Jesus warned about that, but we can look back now and know that, okay, that's done. That happened. Jesus' prophecy came true. Now, verse 32. But concerning that day or the hour or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. What day? What's he talking about? Okay, again, remember, Mark sandwiches things. He puts a little piece here, and then he breaks away, and he talks about something else, and then he comes back. So we got to go back a little bit. Now, don't necessarily take your section breaks, but typically they sometimes line up. Okay, so concerning that day or hour, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. They will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds. That's the day that, that, that uh, Jesus is talking about here. Concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels or the heaven, uh, in heaven or the sun, or, but only the Father. But also, not only is he talking about the final day, the day in which Jesus returns and, and the judgment day, he's also talking about the day of the abomination of desolation. No one knows exactly that day. But he says, only the Father knows. But be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when that time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I will say to all, stay awake. So what does he mean by all this? Well, if you look at this parable that Jesus says, uh, the, the metaphor, the picture that he paints here, he says uh, the, the time is coming, it's going to be like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. So, Jesus is the master, right? Jesus is the master of this story, the man uh, going on the journey. He leaves home. He leaves earth, but he's coming back. And he leaves his servants in charge. He gives the apostles the authority, and he gives them the gospel, and they go out and they spread the gospel to all the world. And of course, now as followers of Christ ourselves, we also have duties. We have work to do. We too are supposed to go, teach, baptize, continue to teach. All of those things that Jesus told his disciples to do, we're to continue doing. So we have work to do. We have righteousness to strive for. But we need to stay awake. We need to continue working. Because if we think, oh, you know, well, Jesus may not come back tomorrow. He'll probably, you know, it's, it's probably not even going to be in my lifetime. We don't know that. Because no one knows that except the Father. And so the whole point of staying awake is that if you are a servant and you have work to do and you're sleeping and you haven't done your work, when the master comes home, what's going to happen? 
going to be punished. Stay awake, he says. Complete the work that you've been given. Do as I've commanded. You know, I think this speaks uh, a lot too um, to those who desire to be baptized, want to be baptized. They know the truth. They, they know uh, what is necessary, but they say, I just want to wait for the right time. I want to wait for, you know, that that perfect song that's sung at the invitation, or I want to wait for this specific date because this date has meaning for me, and I want to wait for that date specifically to be baptized. You have a job to do. You have work to do. You have been commanded to do something. Get it done. Don't wait. Don't put it off, because what if the master comes back right now and you didn't get to it? Stay awake. So the question that I pose in the post text of this post um, is is simple. Are you living your life in anticipation for the Lord's return? When I was growing up, I rode the school bus to school um, um, through middle school, and and the the route that the school bus took um, went through. We went through a trailer park, and we picked up um, the students in there. And as we came out, and we turned left out of that that trailer park. The house right across the street had a sign uh, in its in the front garden, and it said, "Jesus, uh, Jesus could return today." And you know, I think that's a good philosophy to live by. It's a good thought process to live by. He could return today. What is he going to find us doing? What is he going to find me doing? Is he going to find me wasting my time? Is he going to find me um, not sharing the gospel, but, it, but instead spreading gossip? If Jesus returned today, would I be ready? Would you be ready? And I hope our answer is yes, but if we live our lives thinking about that, thinking and living, anticipating Christ's return, working diligently to get as many possible to, to go to heaven with us, then hopefully when he returns, we'll hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant, because we are his servants and he has given us work to do. I hope this has been an encouragement to your study, and I hope it has jumpstart your study so that you can get in and look at that. And I encourage you look back at Daniel, look through the look through Daniel's prophecy in chapters nine and following, um, nine, eleven, and twelve specifically talk about a lot of that prophecy. Ten has some in there as well, but look back at that, study some of that, and see how that applies to what Jesus is teaching here. Um, if you have any questions, as I mentioned, leave those in the comment section here. If you want to ask those privately, you can message us on Facebook or you can email us at info at loveland.church uh, and we'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. And if you have any need that we can assist you with, we want to be able to help you with that as well. So let us know if you have any need. Uh, and again, you can contact us privately here on Facebook or via email, info at loveland.church. I hope you have a great rest of your Monday. God bless. For a better one, bright and fair, Christ left to prepare a mansion for his children in the air. I'll join him in that land where tears no sorrow can be found, and I'll receive my mansion, mansion, robe, robe and crown.